welcome to the Conscious Parenting Paradigm Podcast. I am your host, France Taillard, the HD Parenting Coach and Certified Conscious Parenting Coach. My goal is to create ease in your family through human design and conscious parenting, to bring more connection, joy, self-expression, emotional intelligence, spirit, and energy into your life to guide you to reconnect with your true self so you can bring more love and joy in your homes and confidently parent your child the unique way they crave to be parented. I'm here to have conversations to guide you and pave the way for a whole new parenting experience for yourself and your children. Join me and let's explore this path together. Hello and welcome back. Today, I just want to have a sum up. I was so inspired and I loved our Conscious Back to School series, but there's a few things that I really wanted to take a few minutes to expand on for you, okay? And so today we're going to cover overscheduling, academic catch-up, and sleep, okay? So let's start with overscheduling. It is a common thing. I'm seeing it everywhere. You know, we feel like our children have been quote-unquote missing out for the past year and a half or so, right? And we want them to be, you know, to have all the things, to have all the check marks because we think that, oh, they're not going to be successful in life. They're not going to be accepted to the right college or to the right university if they don't have all these extracurricular things or we don't want to limit them. We want to give them every opportunity that we can, okay? But keeping it simple might actually give them more of these opportunities. So, you know, there's, I had this conversation with my partner recently. And, you know, I don't know of any parenting experts or any experts or studies that show that overscheduling your child is actually beneficial for them, right? And this doesn't matter what energy, like when we look at human design, what energy type your child is. Projectors, manifestors, reflectors, they do better on a more simple schedule. And then there's other variances inside everyone's human design that will determine that. But, you know, even if your child is a generator and they're super active and they like to go, 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 it doesn't have to be active through scheduled things. It can be, okay, but it doesn't have to be. And now, whether your child is, you know, starting school for the first time, or even if, you know, they're going back, but they haven't really been in the classroom a lot in the last year and a half, then, you know, keeping it simple is so much better. And it also gives you just more time to be together because now, you know, you were together almost 24-7, depending on your family situation. And now, you know, you're going, they're going to be going to school and you're going to be spending a lot less time with them. When they come home and have all these, you know, back to back to back things to do, that's a lot for them. Keeping it simple is extremely powerful. I'm going to refer back to something to a program that I just did a master class on um, chores and human design and how we can look at your child's human design to determine what chores are most valuable for them. And to do some research for this, I was looking at some studies uh, and it was a Harvard study and it was one of the most um, reliable study because it was a long-term study 
and uh, they looked at people growing up and then they could continue to follow them well into their adult life and they saw that the people that were most successful were those who had chores okay and the reason I'm bringing this up today because one of the reasons and so the studies show that 82% of people growing up had chores but only 28% of us as parents right now are giving our children chores right but we want the best for them. So why are we taking this away from them? It could be all the nagging and um, the complaining and all that, but a big part of it is the overscheduling, right? We're not, they don't have time because they come home from school, they have to eat, they have to go to practice for an hour or two hours, you know, five times a week, and they have homework to do, and we wanna spend family time and they wanna be with their friends, and there's just no time for chores. But they were showing how chores are super valuable and impactful in determining their success, right? So if we are over-scheduling them so that they have every opportunity in the world, is it actually beneficial for them? Okay, so I cannot answer that question for you, but I do recommend that if this is you, maybe you're on the other end of the spectrum, maybe you feel bad because you're not, you know, scheduling your child enough things and maybe you're over scheduling them so just sit back with a journal and reflect or go for a walk and reflect on this and say like where is this coming from is it causing chaos in our life or is it causing ease and is my child truly loving this is my child asking for it or am I right and because I, for a lot of us, the answer will be like, it's me. It's maybe something that I loved doing or growing up and I want my child to, to love it as well. Um, you know, some people say, oh, my child's so excited about this. Are they truly excited or does that excitement come from you priming them up? Okay, so there's a few things to think about there, but just look at your schedule. Do you like the way it is? And if you don't, there are things that you can do about it. Um, I have a program all about creating that simplicity in your life in the five different areas. So if that's something you're interested, just reach out to me over on Instagram or TikTok at the HG Parenting Coach, and I can give you all the details on that. And then for the academic catch up, I think this is a big one. This was a big one last year, so I'm just assuming that it is going to be a concern for so many parents again this year, right? So I'm here to remind you that children learn through play and experience. And I'm saying that about all children, and I'm going to even say that about adults, right? Teachers have told me that, like, you know, right now they're just kind of trying to make sure that everyone's on the same wavelength. And, you know, it's kind of like a catch-up year. But if you feel like your child is behind because you didn't do all the schooling that, you know, all the online stuff last year, that's okay. There is no such thing as being behind. The most important thing is that you continue to foster the love of learning for your child. If you start getting them tutors and making them do overtime for homework and all these things, they're not going to love learning. You're going to, so the real question here is, how can you continue to foster the love of learning in your child, okay? Because if you're pushing them too far, you're going to take them away from that, and then they're going to hate it. But we are in a world where, in a technology world, 
in an information world, right? Everything we want to learn is at the tip of our fingers, whether we have to pay for it or it's free, right? Or even inside our beautiful library. Who knows what the future actually holds, you know, depending on the age of your child. If your child is still, you know, in the preschool ages or young, you know, under 10, who knows what it, what university or college is going to look like in eight years from now, in 15 years from now, right? So if you, however, the information age is not going anywhere, the technology age is not going anywhere, at least I don't think so. So if you continue to foster the love of learning for your child, they're going to be to le- able to learn everything they desire to learn and that they are interested in, okay? I've been asked over and over again, can you bring human design to teachers? Can you bring human design to schools? Because the school system is not based on each one's individual needs, right? It is based on a model that was created a long time ago that was for a completely different world than what we live in now. Some of it has has changed, but not all of it, right? So there's no one pointing the finger saying that teachers are bad or anything like that. Not a, not even close, right? But how can we continue to foster the love of learning in our children? And often the school system is not geared for that, depending, you know, if your child is a generator or a projector or a manifester or depending on their root centers or their define, you know, their throat centers, all sorts of different things, their arrows, all these things play into how they learn and how they love to learn and then being forced to do things that they they're really not designed to do it's more than just not liking doing it they're literally not designed to do okay so if you want more on that again you can reach out to me i share this on my social media i will be doing more podcasts on this as well but this is important okay and you know, going back to chores and going back to overscheduling, I'm thinking about my brothers. And me and my sister, you know, we were encouraged and we did extracurricular activities and all sorts of things. But our energy types are also very different than my brothers. And if I look at my brothers, they really didn't want to do a lot of extracurricular things. And, you know, at one point here or there, they did a few things. But for the most part, they didn't. And today, they're very successful people, right? So overscheduling them, making sure they're in every activity, making sure they try every instrument or this or that does not mean that they're going to be successful. Honoring their true selves, making sure that they have time to be and to play and to learn is what is most important, okay? So back to, you know, if anything you take away from this today, keep things simple, journal about it if you feel like your schedule is too chaotic or too simple, and then foster the love of learning. And then remember that children and adults learn through play and experience. I can look back at myself, for example, people that I've talked to, friends, family, clients, and just, you know, looking at how studies and stuff, we learn through play and experience. And I can tell you that there is not much that I remember anything past grade eight, I would say. 
okay? There is some that I remember, but not much because I was, you know, forced to learn it. And I was a great student. I got pretty much straight A's, okay? So I'm not saying that I was bad in school and that's why I'm promoting this or talking about this. But anything, there's not much that I remember from high school because I wasn't actually interested in it. I was forced to take it, right? And then I don't use these skills in my life. So I just lost it. And pretty much it's that whole, like, you study for the test and then you flush it down the drain after it's done because you were forced to memorize it, right? However, if you think back of experiences you've had, you know, going to on different trips and just experiences, you know, it doesn't have, you don't have to travel to have experiences, but you remember those things, right? You remember the things that you learned through play and experiences and like you physically experiencing it yourself, right? Versus what you just read in a book, forced to keep, to remember for a test and then just forget about it, right? So how can you foster the love of learning and, you know, create more play and experiences in your life for your child, okay? And this is not meant to overwhelm you, but as we ease back into the school year, how can we do that, okay? And then I want to talk about sleep. So just briefly, I am not a sleeping expert. However, um, I've read quite a few books on from sleep experts and work with a sleep consultant myself. And looking at human design is just very interesting. So the thing I want you to remember is every child needs their sleep, okay? And every child is different. When we look at human design, we have different energy types. So generators, projectors, manifesting generators, reflectors, or um, manifestors. And the thing to note is that as I've been doing more with this human design, and, you know, I already had the base knowledge for sleep, it's very interesting to see that like an overtired generator is going to show up a very different than an overtired projector, right? And your kids are naturally meant to sleep. You know, at this age, it's anywhere from, it's it's about 11 hours roughly. So you can go anywhere from 10 to 12 hours, right? And if they're getting less than that, yet you can see that they're tired during the day, then it's time to do something about it. And you know what? They might ask to stay up. They might say they're not tired. But if you create the right environment for them, and you slowly, quote-unquote, catch them back up on their sleep, right? Even though some people say that is impossible to do, but at least get them back into a place where they're not overtired. Because for some kids, you know, they're overtired and they sleep less. You can say, oh, well, my child went to bed at 10 o'clock tonight, last night, and they woke up at, you know, they still woke up at 7 a.m., so they must be rested. Mm probably not if they're used to going to bed at 7:30 and waking up at 7:30 they get 12 hours of sleep doesn't mean that just because they get you know 10 hours of sleep that day they're rested so how can we look at that right and i love what andrea shared with us in the back, conscious back to school series about you know just starting i don't actually know if it was on air or off the air but starting 15 minutes right so if you feel like your child is overtired one, looking at their energy type is super impactful because it can give you so much knowledge about how to um, shift that. And again, you can reach out to me on social media and I can help you with that. And um, 
But, you know, just starting 15 minutes, if you feel like your child's overtired, or maybe you need to get them back into a normal school routine, sleep routine, start with 15 minutes, putting them to bed 15 minutes early, starting bedtime 15 minutes early, so that they just slowly start to do it. And then, um, you know, when they're all in a normal sleep routine, then you can slowly adjust it back again, 15 minutes back their way and I've done it as little as like seven minutes and that seven minutes that you start getting ready extra before bed like just assures that they're sleeping at the time that you know you know is best for them that they've have showed you in the past past okay so just wanted to do a quick you know tidbit on sleep and how if you do have challenges with sleep working with a sleep consultant is super powerful but also just simply learning their human design and those tips around there is extremely powerful, okay? So that is all, okay? Keep it things simple. And if you feel like they're too simple, that's okay. If your child's not complaining about it, they're fine, right? How can we focus on more play, more experiences, and to continue to foster the love of learning in our children, okay? I hope today was extremely impactful for you. Again, come see me on social media on Instagram or TikTok at the HD Parenting Coach for more tips on this or ask me your questions about what you want to hear more in this podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Conscious Parenting Paradigm Podcast. I am your host, France Taillard, Certified Conscious Parenting Coach. You can find me on Instagram or TikTok at Coach France T. You can find my link to my website in the show notes or on my social media profiles. I would love it if you would subscribe to and rate this podcast. I will be doing multiple Ask Me parenting episodes. So if you have any questions for me, please leave it inside a review on your favorite platform. Your feedback and support is so appreciated. See you next time where we will continue to explore conscious parenting together.